Howdy friend, welcome to Homegrown, I'm your host R.P. Smith. The activity level has definitely picked up here on the ranch. Despite some of my earlier concerns, all the nice calving weather didn't get used up completely in March. Our first calf heifers are nearly three-fourths calved out, which is pretty good considering that we are still a week ahead of their due date. So far things have gone incredibly well. Last spring I had decided to put an extra effort into finding a Cavanese bull and apparently the one I settled on fit the bill. We may give up some pounds next fall but at this point the heifers have calved completely on their own. When heifers are three-fourths calved out on an individual basis, meaning one-fourth of the calf still inside the heifer, it makes for a lot more work for the cowboy overseeing the procedure. Since the calving was going so well, I had a chance to slip down to Kearney earlier in the week to sit in on a special program at the university that was being taped for broadcast on Nebraska Educational Television. In honor of April being National Poetry Month, some folks had the great idea of putting together a program featuring Ted Couser, the National Poet Laureate, and as of last week, Pulitzer Prize winner, along with Nebraska State Poet William Clefkern. The program also featured four other poets from Nebraska that were not only scattered geographically from border to border, but also nearly as dispersed in their poetry styles. I enjoyed the entire program and was really tickled that the genre of cowboy poetry was represented by Lynn Messersmith from Cherry County. Lynn was one of the founders of the Nebraska Cowboy Poetry Gathering which is where I got my start performing in front of mostly human audiences. This morning I'd like to feature one of Lynn's poems from her CD that she and South Dakota poet and songwriter Deb Carpenter worked on together. The CD is titled Leaders and Legends and this poem by Lynn is called A Conversation with Aunt Clara. Clara Brown lost contact with her husband and children when each family member was sold to a different owner. After Clara obtained her freedom, she searched in vain for them and finally moved to Colorado where she worked in mining camps and used her savings to bring other former slaves west for a new start. Owned. It's not the sort of notion that lies easy on a mind. Traded. Sold like critters on a white man's whim. Worked like mules, whipped and cursed until humanness could hardly lift its head toward a torch of hope that slavery couldn't dim. I queried Clara on that matter once while we lingered on her front porch. In that luminary, purple kind of light, how it gets, you know, after Sister Sun slides off to sleep behind yonder mountain and stars pin up the curtains of the night. That time they auctioned off your man, the four children, after that yourself, each a separate way, and no one caring, never again to meet but for Liza Jane and her, long since a woman grown. Mercy, Aunt Clara, didn't it seem beyond bearing? Rocked back in her chair, she did. A long look later said, I thought it so, honey, but... Oh, think of our blessed Lord, how he was crucified. My sufferings were nothing compared to his pain. I don't complain. He gives me strength to bear up, and his grace has erased every tear that I've cried. 
I can see her yet. That weary smile, hands clasped as in prayer, eyes half shut, presently speaking again. It's not ours to wonder, child. He keeps his reasons hid. Maybe so, I murmured, bit my tongue to keep from finishing the thought that came clear to me, how freedom worked her harder than any master ever did. Thanks, Lynn, and thank you folks for riding along this morning on Homegrown. I invite you to take a visit to .us and hope you can join us again here next week for another edition of Homegrown.